Hello and welcome to the Coach Mark in Manila podcast. I am Coach Mark in Manila from ESL, businessenglishexperts.com and initial-impact.com. Here to help you get your best possible score at IELTS or the OET, or maybe just impress the life out of everybody in your conversations, your business presentations, whether you're a native speaker or not. And remember that I'm here for you even if you are a native speaker of English, but you feel you lack the confidence or maybe your reading skills are quite poor. Um, you know, don't be afraid and don't be shy. At the end of the day, you can't know what you don't know. Um, and even if you are expected to have a good level of English, Certainly, as we get older, we feel under more pressure. I mean, it's harder for us to say that we are struggling, even if it is a native or second language for us that is used widely in our country. And um, a lot of my fellow Filipinos here that, that I'm around, um, many of you haven't had the access to the full education that you deserve, absolutely deserve. Um, and therefore, reading skills in this country can be patchy, to say the least. Um, and I get that. And of course, it's really sad because it's restricting you um, from really feeling as though you can engage confidently. And that's a crying shame. And so certainly, as I would say to all of my lovely fellow Filipino listeners here, and thank you for, for being here and for keeping this podcast a great place to be and supporting me um, just by your cheery attitudes in your day-to-day -day life that I'm surrounded by during these difficult times for myself. Um, then I would just, again, just say to you, keep going, keep practicing, reach out and get help. Use these podcasts. They're totally free of charge you right and make the best use of it um, also if you really are struggling message me uh, you can drop me an email at hello at initial-impact.com or reach from me on telegram or even better just message into the show listen on spotify and you can even record yourself a little voice message that i will pick up on the show let me know how i can help you um, and i'll do my very best to try okay so um let's talk about fillers now fillers are really helpful for ielts speaking again this comes by special request from um a lovely a lovely lovely gentleman i know um and um he suggested that fillers are something that uh, really are important um, for many of you, but certainly never more so, I would say, than yeah, IELTS speaking or the OET. Because remember, in IELTS, you're not actually marked on, um, for example, the content so much of what you're saying, although it does have to be in context, but whether you are able to keep talking or whether you've got huge pauses. If you've got gaps of like silence, <laughs> or just, uh, 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 well, those are noises, they're not words, okay? So these are the things that you would not be wanting to do a lot of, okay? Um, and those are the things that can drop your marks. So we want to teach you, if you don't already use them, how to use fillers instead of umming and ahhing your way when you're thinking, where on earth do I go next? So every language uses fillers to complete those kind of terrible spaces in our thoughts or a hesitation where we just want to cover them up. Um, as we've said, long silences and hesitations, either before answering the questions or in the middle, should absolutely be avoided like the plague. That's a good expression. Avoid it like the plague or avoid it like COVID. I don't know. Uh, COVID is everywhere, right, these days. Um, but yeah, you should avoid it. And um, really because they're considered as evidence by the examiner of your lack of fluency and your flexibility in your spoken English. So we don't want that, do we? Fillers are words or phrases that you'll use while speaking to give you some time to think or to emphasize a particular point. If you listen to how I even speak now in my podcast, you'll hear I use them all the time. They're not conscious, um, but they are there. Because otherwise we go, um, 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 a lot. Now I use erms and ahs too, but I try to stretch my words wherever possible to buy a little bit of extra time while I'm thinking, okay, where do I want to leap to next? 
with my conversation. So you should use fillers to fill potential gaps, hesitations, um, and you know, just in general everyday life. So don't run away if you're not doing IELTS or OT. This is still relevant for you because in your business meetings, your presentations, you don't want to be umming and ahhing your way. Um, so here are a few typical fillers and the way that you could use them. So the main ones that come up, you could say, oh, that's a tough one. It's a tricky question. Or, yeah, that's a good point. I've never really thought about that. Uh, let me see. That's an interesting question. To be honest, well, so... Uh, these are some of the ones that we can we can use. Now, let's look at well. Uh, English speakers, often we stretch this out and go, well, <laughs> when someone asks you a question, go, well, I'm not too sure about that. OK, so you can you can add it also to um, the beginning of another filler if you want. So you can, for example, if somebody said, you know, what's your favorite uh, food to eat at a party? You could go, well, um, I think I like spaghetti the best because and then you launch into your answer okay, so you can use it just to buy yourself a bit of time um that's a tough one this is a good one so it's a delaying one so while you're wanting a little bit of thinking time so you might get a question about how do you think um you know the the excess number of people living in the world affect the environment you could go hmm that's a tough one and then say obviously there are many people uh, and then carry on. That's a tricky question. It's a good one to use as well. If again you want to buy a little bit of time, so you know if somebody says to you, um, "What do you think uh, will be the uh, the chances of ever eradicating COVID?" Then you could go, "Hmm, that's a very tricky question, or an exceptionally tricky question." So if you use that, you're going to get a bit of extra points there for some high level vocab, and then you're going to say, "I believe that whatever it is you believe." To be honest, that's another another one you can use at number four. Um, so you use this when you're expressing something mm, a bit controversial, maybe. So controversial means it doesn't always form um, a standard point of view that is it's held by everybody. Um, or when you want to express an opposite point of view or to disagree. So, for example... An example question might be, you know, many people or many experts say that eating too much sugar is a health risk. Um, what do you think? And you might say, well, <laughs> all right, okay, so you could do that. Well, to be honest, so there you've bought yourself some time with a filler where you're thinking, what do I think? Okay, and then you could say, I really don't believe this is a, a huge problem, um, or I don't believe that um, governments should mandate that people what they should or shouldn't eat, it should be left up to each individual. So you're expressing a different point of view rather than agreeing with the standard narrative. Okay, listen to these words, the standard narrative, higher level way of saying just instead of follow what everybody else is saying. Okay, uh, this one, I've never really thought about that. This is a good one, especially when it's a tricky question and you might not have actually thought about it ever before. So it's not really buying you time. It's like, actually, yes, I've never thought about this. So they might say something. I, I think we had a question before about this, about the, um, the, the the chances of humans living on Saturn, I think it was, or something crazy. Do you think the humans will live on Saturn one day? And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> or, hmm, okay, you could say that. I've, I've never really thought about that. Um, but I guess, you could say, I guess, I, I would say, yeah, probably not yet or not ever, because that seems to be like something out of science fiction, because we haven't yet developed 
it is. Okay, this next one, let me think or let me see, is used to just uh, delay, right? Delay your reply and to literally let you think about it, right? So can we have economic growth and, um, you know, a good, uh, a good progress forward in the year 2023? Well, let me see. Um, I believe it's going to be tricky because of all of the effects from the various international crises and um, COVID. Uh, I believe that's going to be a challenging, a challenging ask. So a challenging ask is like um, something that is a bit too much to be asked to do. I think we're not going to be able to achieve it. So a challenging ask. All right. Um, that's an interesting question. Mm, that's a good one, right? Okay. So what do you think are the benefits of living in the Philippines? <laughs> Sorry, people. I'm having one of those days today. I'm having a challenging day myself. All right. Yesterday, if any of you heard my podcast, this is I'm going to share something with you now. Um, I did a podcast to try and just experiment and to um, give you directions around and, and show you how a native speaker might describe an environment in a neighborhood. So, of course, I took you all out on my midnight walk. I forced myself to go outside, even though I probably should have been in bed at that point um, because my health's not great. But I'm trying. I'm trying for all of you. I want to try and get as much of this, this content out there on the Internet for you. Um, and, you know, I finished recording what you heard. OK, so obviously that, that's fine. You didn't hear it. I think I should have. I, I wish I'd have captured it actually on recording, but sadly didn't. So I'm walking through uh, where this body of water is. And it's like a little, uh, I don't know, like a little park, I guess. There's no fence around it. You know, it's an open area. Anyway, so I'm just walking up this path and I've got my ear pods in at that point, just trying to listen back to the recording, make sure I recorded properly. Um, and suddenly, out of nowhere, one of these guards that I was telling you about appeared like a ninja. <laughs> ninja in the trees. Seriously, I'm sorry, my fellow Filipinos, but this is so funny because it really is, you know. And anyway, um, and if the guard's listening, which I doubt very much, but if he is, my friend, you know what? Stop stop doing that, please, because it's kind of scary, right? So he stood there in a total face balaclava because this is the thing. Why? Can I just ask any Filipinos listening, can you please help me message in to let me understand? Why on earth do, do two of your guards wear like full like they look like the SWAT team, right? Because it's kind of disturbing. It's like having a terrorist, <laughs> you know, and you're armed, right? Okay. And he's all in black and he's wearing his, his nice big black green hat. So he's in the midnight dark sky, right? And he's lurking under the tree. And he just stood there. And what caught my eye was he does have like a little bit of like fluorescent flashing on the, I think it's a stab vest. <laughs> stab vest. God. All right, okay. And, um, you know, I'm a guest in this country, so fair enough. I respect this, but oh my goodness, right? I mean, it was a bit like overkill. Now, what is overkill? It means it's a bit excessive. Come on, really? It's in the middle of a, a quiet park area. There's nothing happening here. So, and anyway, so I'm coming up this, this road area, and he's there at the side of the road because I'm listening to, to what I've recorded for you guys. And he's stood there in his balaclava and looking like he's about to ambush me, I guess. And then and he's like, sir, you can't be walking here, sir. And I took my earpods out and I said, I'm sorry, is there, is there a problem? And he said, yes, you can't be here. He said, well, but I, I've done this before. Well, we have rules. And I, I just thought, no, you know. And, and for two pins, we'll say, well, where are the rules? <laughs> I haven't seen them nailed to any tree here or anything. And I said, well, what, what's the problem? You know, I'm not doing anything. I'm just walking. This is the only time I can come out because I'm so busy coaching. And he's like, well, we have rules. And he said, you can't walk it. And I, I can't remember the times he said I could walk it. So I'm probably going to make this mistake again sometime. Anyway, it was something to do. Certainly, I know that I can't be there until 5 a.m. in the morning, but I, 
I couldn't for the life of me recall when he said I um, had to um, not be in that area. So I said, well, where on earth can I walk? And he goes, the main road. Oh, I said, that's okay then. As long as otherwise we're going to have a problem because I need to walk because I do uh, for my mental health. It's just sometimes I've just got to get out. Um, and um, anyway, I just felt kind of like, yeah, it was kind of interesting um, that that happened. So anyway, that is an interesting question. Sorry to, to digress there, but I just wanted to share that. <laughs> I get myself into lots of trouble trying to help help people learn English here, right? Okay. We're going to get shot next time. They'll probably shoot me down, which would probably do me a favor. Um, but yeah, anyway, so going back to that one, what do you think of the benefits of living in the Philippines? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Let me think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but you know what I'm saying, you can use that's an interesting question. And when we say it like that, oh yeah, that's an interesting question. It's like, yeah, as I've just said that, it comes with a funny aspect, so at least my story did. Okay, everybody, so look, this is an idea of how you would use fillers in your conversations. The important thing to remember is fillers are there to keep the conversation going, okay, and to replace the er uh and the ah uh and the silences, because if you have silences, you will lose marks. So all you have to remember here is use those filler words, okay, and it will really help you because other, otherwise you're going to sound, well, like you're not fluent, that you can't think what you're going to put next, you can't construct, and this can directly impact, okay, that. So it's really important for you. Now, something else that you could say, you could say something like basically, actually, I mean actually, you can say that. So you'd be talking and, for example, I'll give you an example. Somebody might say, um, could you tell me about a famous movie that you've watched? And, you know, you might be saying, okay, so you know, have you, like, heard of, um, I don't know, um, Monsters, Inc.? Right. Well, okay, um, it's a really famous Disney um, animation and basically it's known for its crazy characters. I mean, actually... It's a really interesting movie. So you can hear what I've done there. Okay, we've used okay, so, like, basically, I mean, actually. Now, what I would say is I wouldn't want you to use these all the time, um, but they are used. I use basically a lot, obviously. These are my filler words. They're not done consciously, but these are the ones I've noticed that I seem to prefer. If you listen to yourself back, which is why I say, after this, try to practice using the filler words and listen to yourself back. Then you'll hear how you sound and you'll notice which ones you use more often than not, more frequently than not. And how does it sound? How does it make you sound? If you don't like the filler words, then practice changing them to the ones that sound better for you, okay? So really these are just short sounds, people, to fill in the gaps and it's important for you. Also, if you're just doing presentations, right? They keep up the pace of the presentation without being totally distracting. I listened to um, some uh, non-native English speaker um, in a documentary. Oh, and it was really hard to listen to. I mean, he was trying exceptionally well, and he was a lecturer. But the problem is everything's like, uh, oh, so you can see, uh, uh, it, and it, it became then really distracting because it was constant throughout the whole hour lecture. So try to eliminate them. Try to put in an attempt to use filling the gaps with these, okay? Um, they add sometimes also a little extra attitude and emphasis too, like well, to underline it, okay? And all native languages have fillers. You'll have them yourself, okay? And it's really important. So use the word, the filler words to hesitate or pause to indicate your mood. 
um, express some doubt, emphasize ideas, you can use them. A few others just to finish for, so you could say, oh, right, oh, oh, I didn't know that, or oh, I don't know, I haven't thought about that, okay? You can also use like. Now, I really find like quite, yeah, not brilliant, because it's quite, I think, low-level word, okay? But people are using it a lot. It's like, not a big deal. Uh, he's never even, like, been to the movies. I was like, why didn't you want to do that? So, you know, this started actually, I believe, in in America, this filler word, all right? It can be very irritating to some people, but we can use like in many different ways, right? Um, also, you know, that's one of my favorite, you know, right? You know, okay? So, you know, um, can be used to interject in the middle of the sentence as I use it. And sometimes we even might start at the beginning while we connect our thoughts. So, for example, a native speaker might say, you know, I never thought this would happen. Or then we could say, you know, the movie was sort of boring, you know. Uh, and then I might be giving directions. And so, so you need to go straight ahead, you know, towards the supermarket. So you can see how I use them at the beginning, the end and the middle there. So have a go with that one yourself. Also, I mean... So um, sometimes you'll hear English speakers start sentences with I mean. So when we're trying to emphasize or be clear about our point, it adds a further emphasis as well or function as a pause. So we can use them in different ways. So I could say, I mean, don't you want to go to the movies? Right. OK. Or I mean, you just can't say never say never. Never say never means, yeah, it might be possible. Never say it isn't possible. Uh, and another one you can use, you can say, well, I mean, that would be fantastic if you hit a band nine, right? On my outs, it would. And many of my students do. So that's lovely. So hopefully you'll be the same. The other thing um, is or something. Or something is a new one. I've heard it used a lot more. So we can say, well, I, I've heard about um, trips to Mars or something like that, but never to Saturn. So you could use that when speaking about that universe question, whether we'll ever get to Saturn. Right? or something like that, okay? Well, as we've said, is very useful. Just is another one. Okay? Just is a great word. It just, you know, expresses something, all right? Um, so you could say, well, that's just great. That's just fabulous. So that's a, a lovely way to use it. And it, it's saying that's really fine. That's really lovely. So that's just great. You can also use it in a sarcastic way and say, you know, if somebody says, Mark, your podcast didn't record after spending 30 minutes. And I go, oh, well, that's just great. <laughs> listen to the tone of voice. I'm not happy, am I? Oh, it's just great. That's fantastic, right? A bit like the, a bit like being stuck in the park. Oh, well, that's just great. Where am I supposed to be? Okay. <laughs> but I didn't say that to him when he said I could walk on the main road and kill my lungs with pollution. Thank you, Philippines. I could have said, oh, that's, that's just great. That's just great. Thank you so much. Sorry, it's been a bad day. <laughs> All right. Also, well, he said just know what to say which is what one of my students said this morning when i was ranting to him um and i understand that and i say you know what that's just fine it's understandable and you don't know what to say nobody has to say anything about my situation it's okay it's my situation not yours of course we've said about basically so well basically all i did was walk through the park last night you know so it, we use it when we're summarizing our ideas or emphasizing the main point okay so you say well if they ask you about a movie night, so you could say, well, uh, Monsters, Inc., basically, it's about this, you know, this, this crazy situation, right? Actually, that's a good one. 
So actually it's great when we're trying to emphasize the truth of something or really um, contradict somebody else. So if somebody says something in a meeting and you disagree and you think I've got to stop this, you say, actually, I'm not sure if I agree with that. Or actually, I'm not sure if that's strictly true. Okay. Or you say, well, that actually happened to me. Yeah. Okay. So is another good one. So that's how I, so that's how I ended up achieving my IELTS band nine or so what's next? What are we going to do next? Everybody in the meeting. So what are we going to do about that? Okay. So we use it to coordinate a conjunction at the beginning of the sentence as well. Okay. And we can use it as a, as a filler word, like basically. Okay. Also right. Now right means correct in English, but we also use it for far more than just that. Okay, it can start a sentence to change the topic or check for an agreement. So I could say, okay, so you're trying to get your IELTS band nine, right? So I'm using it to qualify and ask you a question. Or I might just say, right, everybody, that's the end of the podcast. I'll see you again in another hour's time. Okay, so you can use it in that way. Okay, I use a lot as well. So we, we hear it all over the world, really, don't we? It's okay, it went okay, it's okay, my day's okay, I'm okay, right? But we use it as a filler word. So much like right, I suppose, it can start the sentence, change the topic, or just, you know, yeah, agree with something. We also use it to check for understanding, which is what you'll hear me use. Naturally, I do it a lot. Okay, right, okay, yeah. So, okay, let's talk about next week's class. I know you're tired, so let's leave and, and come back another day, okay? Or, okay, are you here yet? So we do it like that. Okay, are you here yet? All right, all right is very informal. Uh, sometimes it's considered incorrect. Um, and it's it's like, how can I put it? It's a spelling of all right, A double L and then right. Just as with right, okay, um, we use it a lot to transition between different points. So we might say, all right, that's, that's logical. Okay, or yeah, the dogs, the dogs are all right. The dogs are all right. I've checked them and they're, all right. Also, somebody might just say, how are you today? Are you all right? And it doesn't mean are you correct? It just means are you okay? It's a little bit more formal than okay. Um, but and obviously, I would say we use it a lot to check if someone's safe or is good or everything's fine with them. Are you all right with that? Is that all right with you? Okay. Um, we use erm a lot, right? Okay. It is a filler word, but I would definitely say do not use that in IELTS because it's not really a word as such, it's more of a sound, and so I would try to keep you away from that, or the mmm, okay, always follow up if you're going to use those with an actual word, like, let me think about that, like, hmm, let me think about that. Yeah, not yes, yeah, Y-E-A-H, yeah, is a term of agreement, okay, yeah, I feel the same way, and um, you can say that, or... You know, you, you know, you know that movie, yeah? Okay, so you can do it like that. When should you use them? Well, of course, if you don't practice enough, as we said, you don't realise how commonly these are spoken. Um, remember this, and this is why I never do anything with my podcast. What you hear is what I record. This is really important for you to understand. Um, a student asked me this this morning, um, and he thought that maybe I edited or moved things around. No, often... These are what well, they are actually one take. The only things that are added are obviously the segments at the beginning, if there's an advertisement, and of course, at the closing statement or an update about a certain part of why you're listening to this particular podcast. The main body is always one take for me, and I leave everything in it simply because 
I always encourage my students to hear how it really sounds to a native speaker. I leave in my, my trip ups, my slip ups, my mispronunciations on purpose because you need to understand that we're not robots and how commonly native speakers make these mistakes. If you're just watching TV shows and movies, they are written, rehearsed, remember. These, their, their conversations are stripped out, okay? Most of these filler words, you won't hear um, anything that sounds like normal. It's like airbrushed, right? It's like ridiculous. It's like on, on all the social media, everyone's putting photos up of, they're not even themselves. Well, I keep it very real, people. Life is about real life, and this is as real as you can get, or as real and raw as you can get. Okay, so again, many podcasters out there may edit out little noises to make it smoother for you. But from my point of view, I'm trying to train you for real life, not to live in an artificial world. Well, not yet anyway, until the metaverse really kicks off and everything else. But until then, we have to live in the real world and you have to listen to other native speakers or non-native speakers going, uh, uh, right, okay, yeah, obviously, well... So why am I going to edit that out for you? I'm not. I care about my students and I care that you get a realistic training in the real world. So everything stays in warts and all. That's a lovely expression. It means even the bad stuff. Warts that you probably might want to remove, I leave them in. They exist. It's a reality. And it's like when I talk about mental health issues and other things that we try to pretend and there's a stigma and we think it doesn't exist. I talk about it because it's real and it exists. We need to discuss it more. So filler words are sometimes considered rather unprofessional because they can make you sound unsure and prepared. I definitely say that um, when it comes to interviews. We try to reduce or eliminate filler words there, really, and also professional presentations, clearly, because we want to sound like an absolute pro. So if you want help with that, you can get in touch with me. The details are down below. I can take you through a training that will strip those out for you and help you eliminate them or at least fill them with better, less obvious and distracting filler words. I would say to you, try to look and listen out for yourself using too many filler words. If you don't like ums and ahs, listen to how many times you say it. Once you start to focus on it and listen to yourself, you will realize I do this a lot and then try to change them, try to forcibly concentrate purposely listening to yourself. And every time you want to say a certain word, that's like um, ah, uh, and it's the repeating stuff, think switch it for something else. When you focus on that and do that consistently for 28 days nonstop, you will start to sound much better. It's part of my masterclass training. If you want to get in touch with me to discuss that and I can actually give you the full technique, please do. Also, don't forget, very soon, you're going to get access to something fantastic that is my premium podcasting service available. Um, that itself will also consist of lessons, 60-minute lessons that you can do. They're audio lessons, and they're only available for people who've signed up to the premium podcast. At the moment, you can sign up to access that totally free of charge, but it won't be free forever. Okay, the free podcasts here, these basic podcasts will still exist. I'll still be doing those from time to time. But if you want to get hold of the premium podcast and also the 60 minute lessons, which will really take you through step by step in more detail, some of the things we're talking about here casually, then please sign up. The link is down below. If you miss out, then you're going to absolutely miss out. The only way you'll be able to get hold of those in the future will be on a paid for service. And basically that paid for service will enable me to hopefully empower a lot of people here, both in the Philippines and worldwide 
side who cannot access high level coaching. That's where it will be going to. So get yourself on board now while you can. All right. Stay safe, everybody. If you've helped, uh, so you found this podcast has helped you, please spread the news far and wide. Share it with as many people as you can. And if you'd like to sponsor a segment for just 99 cents a month, there's hardly anything at all, right? Please sponsor the podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, you can do that from the link. If you're not, then you can just buy me a cup of coffee. That's just as good. And it does help me keep making these free podcasts here forever. Take care. Stay safe. I'll see you soon. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level English coaching but need to access this information all the same. I really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so. Also, if you are somebody looking to get into coaching, maybe you're an English coach or perhaps you are another professional Maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counsellor. Basically, anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you, you coach people in different academic subjects, I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.